The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 548. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show today. She is a marketing strategist, a growth marketer, and also the founder of Baseline Labs. And I'm really excited to have her on and share her story with us today on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Clarice Lynn. Clarice, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to our listeners. Hi, Sheena. Thank you for the introduction. I do marketing. So basically, I help small businesses to grow, to market their products and services of online, more, I mean, predominantly online itself. And what I really enjoy doing is actually using data to explain to small businesses how they can do it more strategically. That's sort of like my background. I'm very data-oriented and that's why it fits very well with doing marketing in terms of growth and content as well, which is really important today for any businesses, for any products or services, they need to be doing content. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Clarice, what's your cultural background? I'm born in Singapore and my grandparents were born in the southern province of China and they migrated to Singapore. So my parents, essentially, they grew up in Singapore and then I was born after they got married and had kids. So I would say in a nutshell, I was brought up in like a second generation Chinese family. So growing up, my, in my family, we spoke mainly like Mandarin of Chinese. And however, in the Singapore education system, we were taught mainly in English and Chinese was offered more as like second language where we were imparted like Chinese cultural values. So that's how it works. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And what be your favorite self-confidence quote? That's the one by Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. It's all in our minds. Thanks for sharing that great quote. And in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? Self-confidence is believing in yourself, trusting that you can do it. Whatever you want to be or whatever you want to do, to be really clear about your goals and you will get there somehow, no matter what happens, some way or somehow. Maybe some, sometimes things might not happen according to plan or like a timeline for that matter. But, you know, believing in yourself is the first step to getting there. That's really, really key. Thanks for sharing that great definition. And Clarice, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? I would say growing up in a very academically focused background in Singapore, I was constantly comparing myself with my peers. I mean, that's what my parents did as well. You know, just comparing, you know, if you score, if you don't score that high, you know, I'll, I'll be questioned things like, so, you know, someone in class is scoring like 99. Why do you have only 90? You know, things like that. And in a way that didn't develop my strengths, I would say I'm quite like a you know, happy-go-lucky kid when I was really young. And then when I go through the education system, it sort of didn't really align with my strengths. So sort of like it affected my self-confidence and what I think I could do. 
And in a way, I was also following the path where my peers were going after graduation. So in terms of sort of like getting a good job or getting married and starting a family, very traditional path that most of my peers were doing. So yeah, I mean, like I was a little bit lost somewhere along the way when things didn't really work out like the rest. So that was when I made a big decision that changed my life. Thanks for sharing that. And I think, you know, especially growing up in in an Asian country and academics, like it's very well known that, you know, we, we compare ourselves to other students or parents compare us with other students. I remember the same thing. My dad did the same thing. I got a 95 on my math test and I was like, why didn't you get a 100? And it just really pressures us, you know, to the point where we go insane, right? You know, you hear reports where, you know, kids you know, commit suicide because they can't handle the pressure sometimes of, of, of the academics um, that's been pressured by family and peers. And, you know, I don't think not, not too many people talk about this, right? So it's great that you were able to bring this out. And, you know, it was that big decision that you made in your life where you can realize your own strengths, you know, your, your, your own capabilities to go out there and, you know, be the person that you are today. What was that aha moment? Yeah, that was like a big thing. So the aha moment, I, would, I wouldn't say exactly a moment. It was more of like the aha period. It was like a period of time after I decided to move overseas. So I wanted to have this opportunity to work overseas for a long time. And it took about 10 years before it happened. So I basically, what I did was I moved to London without having a secured job. And then when I came here, I was on this working holiday visa. And I sent about over 100 CVs before like a company that would sponsor me a visa said yes to me, which was pretty, I would say, incredulous. I couldn't believe it when it finally happened because that period of time was just sort of like um, the year after the economic crisis that was back in 2010. So that was extremely challenging. I mean, I was about to pack up and sort of go home. So, But then it happened and when I was in London, I totally stepped out of my comfort zone you know things that I would never have done before when I was back home so when I was in Singapore I was living with my family and I was doing a lot of overtime work like you know, a lot of many others so I didn't really cook it was basically my mom who was doing the cooking and when I was in London I learned to cook for myself you know buying daily essentials living by myself going out to meet people not necessarily having permission from like my mom so my mom was quite strict with me back then when I was uh, living in Singapore. It's very typically Asian, I would say. So it was like a big change, like, hoo-hoo, you know, freedom in a way. <laughs> so that was like pretty exciting. And I met many people that sort of opened my, you know, thinking. I started thinking, reviewing my old beliefs. In terms of I met many people from like the Western culture, a lot of people from European who moved to London. So I learned like being independent and self-reliant and I would say that was a little bit later than what typically people would do because back I was already sort of like hitting 30 back then so I would say I'm very much like late bloomer things that I mean I was doing the stuff in London that I would only have learned to do only if I had gotten married that's what people would do you know in the Asian family like the parents do everything for you and you sort of when you start doing that when you get married and you do that for your husband. That's a very traditional female mindset. And then when I came here, I was like, wow, there's, there are many things that I can do. And it wasn't, you know, this fixed path that everyone was telling me about. 
So I feel like, you know, definitely I would say we shouldn't define our path by our age. And there are no traditional path like, pathways and it's never too late if you you know if you feel like there's some there are some dreams you want to achieve or pursue go for it thanks for sharing that great story and i think you know it's great that you were able to do that you know despite like you mentioned right maybe you think you, you thought you were a little older than most people who would learn to do those things like you know it's never too late right like my mom was the same when we moved to canada she didn't know how to cook but she just made it happen because she had no choice but to learn to cook for for us right and and she was also in her 30s when that happened. So, you know, like like as women, we have that capability to learn something new and to, to do what we want. And like what you did, right? Like you were able to learn to cook for yourself, be more independent, you know, have that freedom. And, you know, because of this realization, what's your life been like now? My life is very, very much different. So one of the few things that I did after the aha period was actually... I went a couple of times traveling by myself, something I was not allowed to do before, and it felt really liberating. And the other thing that was really crucial for myself was also I rebuilt my personal belief system. That was something that's like, I used to be, I would say, more traditional, a bit more Asian in a way. And I personally, I feel that it's really important for the self-esteem to sort of like not be dictated by what other people say, which is really important. I used to think a lot about what other people are talking about that was imparted with these values in mind. And then now I'm more of like, okay, you know, what I think and what I do is, it makes a difference. It can make a difference in other people's life. You know, I have the potential, I have the capability. And the thing is, I think one of the biggest realizations was actually being responsible for my own actions. I think that's a totally big thing, which means like everything that I do is something I want and I know I'll take responsible for it if something goes wrong. And I think that's really important because see, it becomes like, in a way, like becoming an adult, you know, being like you wouldn't do things rashly. You would, you know, evaluate and think what is the best decision. So that was really key for me. And the other thing I also found out about myself is I really like learning new things. So, you know, especially in London, that was really awesome. Like, it's like a big melting pot of different people, different knowledge. And I'm in the digital field and marketing, so I'm meeting many different people. And actually, I would say I've also built like a new circle of sort of friends that sort of revolves around growing and learning and becoming like a better version of ourselves. So that's really fantastic and fulfilling for me. Thanks for sharing that. And that's great that you've been able to do all that. And, you know, to the woman who's listening to your episode, she may be in her own journey of self-confidence. What would be that one tip you would give to her? Definitely to speak out and speak up. Don't be afraid to be wrong. You know, even if someone tells you that you're wrong, every opportunity you speak out to voice your personal opinion and thoughts is an opportunity to learn and even inspire other people. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's really, really yeah, key. Don't think that you know, don't think that whatever you say is of no value. Okay, everything that you have learned, there's value in whatever you say and share. It might make an impact on other people's life. You never know. You never know if you never try. Yeah, that's why I think that's really yeah, inspiring and sort of motivating. That's one of the mandate that I go by. Thanks for sharing those tips. And yeah, I truly believe, you know, as women, we have to go out there and speak our voice, right? I know sometimes we are scared. We feel like people might laugh at us or we don't make sense. But, you know, the right people will will 
understand or will know what you're saying. And, you know, that's all that matters, right? Creating that positive impact. So thanks for sharing that. And Clarice, you know, if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Yes, I have a I have my own personal website. It's clarislin.com. And if anyone's interested in some digital marketing tips, I have it. You can follow me on Instagram as well. I'm there on I am Clarice Coach. As well as like on Twitter itself. I'm on has my alias is uh, Miss Clarice Lin. That's my Twitter handler. Yeah. And I'm also on LinkedIn if anyone's interested. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm really active on uh, these platforms. So if anyone wants to talk to me or if you have any questions about self-confidence, you know, feel free to drop me an email or you know, talk to me by you know, check out my social media posts or you know, just talk to me. I'm happy to share my journey in more detail if anyone's uh, more interested in the entire journey. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Clarice, you can also head on over to the TaoofSelfConfidence.com and search for Clarice's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I really just want to thank Clarice today for taking the time to share her story and tips with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much, Clarice. Thank you very much, Sheena, for giving me this wonderful opportunity. I'm looking forward to hear from anyone who's interested to know more. Thank you, Sheena. Not a problem. It was really great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Tao of Self-Confidence. Get your free audiobook by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.